Welcome to the In Awe Podcast, where we amplify women and empower a community through the mission and their message. I am your host, Sarah Johnson, English teacher and school principal turned author and entrepreneur, living my own leap of faith on a mission to teach masses. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, and Facebook at at Sarah S.A. Johnson. Be sure to subscribe to the In Awe Podcast so you can join me each week as I feature women who will leave us all in awe of their impact on our world. Welcome back to the Ina Podcast and our very first interview of 2023. I'm so excited to have these awesome, incredible, strong female voices to bring to you in this month of our focus on women's voices. Today's guest is an exceptional person. I cannot wait for you to meet her. Dr. LaQuanta M. Nelson has served in education as a teacher, assistant principal, principal, mentor, district level, new teacher coordinator, motivational speaker, and consultant over the last 20 years. She currently serves as the CEO of the Boss Educator brand, where she continues to empower scholars and all educators in their journey to become bold, optimistic, spontaneous, and substantial. Over the years, Dr. Nelson's background and experience in leadership has yielded her to transform underperforming schools in her state, support, culture, transformations in schools across the United States, and help curate thriving cultures and organizations across multiple spectrums of business. Nelson has found a true passion working to help transform cultures and climates through the application of positive leadership. She believes that through positive social and emotional relationships, everyone has the capability of operating in their unique greatness and ultimate success. She focuses her work on strong teamwork amongst adults that will directly influence and reflect an increase in student achievement in schools and bottom lines in businesses. Dr. Nelson's work is centered on equity and excellence for all through inclusive cultures. As the product of a single mother living in poverty, Dr. Nelson completely understands the dire importance of the work that must be done in schools that directly support children from underprivileged and served backgrounds and that of black or brown students. Nelson holds a Bachelor of Arts degree in psychology from Tougaloo College. She earned a master's of education degree in elementary education and an educational specialist degree in educational administration. In 2012, Dr. Nelson obtained her doctorate of philosophy degree from the University of Southern Mississippi in the area of educational leadership with an emphasis in administration. Dr. Nelson has presented and keynoted at conferences and events throughout the state, regional, and national level. She has served on boards such as the Mississippi Department of Education, Principals Advisory Group, MDE Middle School Task Force, Mississippi Blue Cross Blue Shield Foundation and former executive director of the Mississippi Association of Middle-Level Education. She has previously served on the Pascagoula River Audubon Center Advisory Committee. Dr. Nelson has served in higher education as a support to Jackson State University and the Department of Education and their implementation of U.S. Prep. She is now a highly sought-after speaker, coach, and trainer spreading love and light across the world. In this episode, we discuss Dr. LaQuanta's vision for what a boss leader embodies, her journey into serving leaders and schools to empower them with a framework and infuse positivity into their worlds, and she shares wonderful insight into learning to embrace her own voice. Friends, I cannot believe I got to share Dr. LaQuanta M. Nelson time with her, conversation with her, and now you get to hear our conversation. And believe me, you are going to be empowered today. Welcome. It is my deep honor to have Dr. LaQuanta Nelson to the In Awe Podcast. Welcome, LaQuanta Nelson, to the In Awe Podcast. I'm so excited to have this awesome conversation with you. Welcome, welcome. Thank you. I am so excited to be here with you on this beautiful day. We are kicking off a relaunch, essentially, of the In Awe podcast, and this month 
feature is on women's voices. And as I told you, LaQuanta, in the pre-chat, I am so excited to have you featured as our kickoff interview and to share you with our in-aw community. And so I just thank you so much for joining today and for sharing your voice because it is so powerful. Thank you. Okay. So I read your bio at the beginning, but we've got to make sure that guests warm up to you right away and they hear what your current context is in this world. Where are you at? What are you up to? So I am in the beautiful state of Mississippi. I reside here on the Gulf Coast and I will add that it is a beautiful, sunny day outside. Perfect for sand, right? Perfect for getting out there and chilling out. But I'm here in Mississippi. I have spent the last almost 20 years in education. So I've been everything from a, you know, an assistant teacher when I was in college to, you know, a teacher, a math teacher. Math people are, are my loves, right? Math, math teachers. So math teacher, assistant principal, principal, district level, you know, coordinator for new teacher training and new teacher academies. And, you know, at this point, I have the beautiful opportunity to support schools all across the nation because what I do now is um, I do keynoting, so motivational speaking, um, and I do a lot of coaching and training in schools that need support, specifically in the areas of culture, climate, and student engagement. Well, you are just right up my alley, my friend. (laughs) (laughs) You have an exciting presence about you, and I just love that all the way from Mississippi here to Wisconsin, I can feel that energy. And I always had the math people be my work BFFs. I was an English teacher. (laughs) Yeah, something about those math people. That's awesome. (laughs) So you also have like a moniker on Twitter. Uh, You are Dr. LaQuanta, but you're also this beautiful brand. Do you want to share who you are with your entrepreneurship? So I am the boss educator. And, you know, it's so funny because we all have this notion of what we think a boss is, but I am on a mission, like to help everyone see that there's a boss inside of each and every one of us, especially those in education. You know, COVID-19 taught us a lot of things about the power that we have as educators and the power that we bring to the world. Right. And so Boss Educator is all about elevating that. And B stands for bold. Um, I think it's so very important that we stand in our fierce authenticity. Like and sometimes, you know, we think bold is loud. It's not that. It's about being who you truly are and showing up your best self every day. Being bold is also about advocating, you know. So I think that each and every one of us also stands in a unique situation, a unique perspective that we can see things possibly that others can't. And so in that, you remember, you know, after 9-11, it was see something, say something. You know, we as educators, if we're going to be bold and we're going to advocate, if we see there is a need, we need to say something about that need. And further than that, we need to find the solutions for that need. And so that's what the B is all about. Um, always about being optimistic. Who needs any another negative uh, Nancy or Nicole in their world, right? <laughs> Nobody, right? I think that, you know, much like uh, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. said that, you know, love is hate is too heavy of a burden to bear. I feel that way about negative negativity. You know, I think that negativity 
can become so heavy that it slows us down from the progress that we must make right now in education. So, you know, optimistic is, is necessary. Being optimistic is necessary <laughs> for us to move forward. Um, S, the first S stands for being spontaneous, right? So there is so much research that supports a novelty and the importance of being able to change things up. Um, it brings new life. Right. And so it's very important that if we are going to be the best educators and bosses that we can, that we learn that there are a billion ways to get to any destination. And we should be willing to step out, color outside of the lines to get to those destinations. And then the last thing is substantial. So that one is always sobering for me because we don't like to talk about death. People in general, you know, I have background in psychology as well. We don't like to talk about death, but the reality of the fact is we all have this amazing birth date and we also have this date that we will expire, you know, and it's that dash, right? So what are you doing with your time in between? What's your legacy, you know? And so that S is about that substantial. We want to always find our heads, our hearts, and our hands doing meaningful work. And so that's what, you know, Boss Educator Brand is about. And I've been so fortunate to be able to support schools and corporations, you know, because even outside of the world of education, people are struggling with the vibes and the feelings in their businesses and organizations. And so Boss is that. We're helping everyone to see that you have power and that if you show up in your fiercely authentic self, ready to be a part of the solution that, you know, we can make waves in the world. Oh, I'm so in love with that. First of all, I love a good acronym. <laughs> you know, I, I love it because ever since I started being aware of your presence on Twitter, you have been somebody who's just helping to remind me and keep me engaged in this beautiful philosophy that you've constructed through your, I wouldn't keep saying brand, but this beautiful mission that you're on. And it sounds so aligned to everything that I've ever tried in my own world of creation. But I, when I heard you say that bold isn't necessarily loud, it's just being fiercely authentic. You use that term and, oh, isn't it just a strive to get there? And I'm sure that when you work with leaders and organizations, you find that so many of us, even in leadership, are really not living our authentic selves. No, that's so very true. I will tell you. And, I, I, and what's happened is, you know, we all live in these social constructs. You know, there there is structure to the world when we're born into it. And so we're taught and trying to fit into that structure, you know, and especially as a woman in, in leadership, it's like we're even groomed to think you're supposed to look a certain way, talk a certain way, eat a certain way, like think a certain way, all of these things. And so what happens is, we, we over time, like we dim our willingness to show up as we truly are, right? Because that might be not necessarily contrary to what the social construct says, but maybe it's not as polished, right? Maybe it's not as perfect. Maybe it's not as whatever. And so, yeah, people are scared to show up as themselves because we want to be effective. And I think most of us, after a certain point in our career, we understand the power of, um, you know, public perception. <laughs> perception is a real thing. And it, for a lot of us, becomes our reality. 
if we allow it, you know? And so I think all of those things play into this. I'm a foodie. Okay, Sarah, I'm a foodie. Um, So it plays into this gumbo of confusion, right? So all of those things just kind of convolute who we are and who, how we should show up. So it's not easy. You know, I don't tell anybody, yeah, it's easy to be bold. No, it's not. Because I think the more you stand in that, the more people look at you like, wait a minute, who is that person? You know, and who wants to be on the judging stand, right? On the judging block. And so I think that it takes a lot of courage, but just like with training, weight training, the more you do it, the easier it becomes. And the beautiful thing about it, you know, I'm encouraged to stand imperfectly perfect or perfectly imperfect either way you want to look at it because I understand that it's giving others permission to do the same when we truly can stand up you know and and I know I look different I know I sound different you know I'll never forget my first time traveling um outside of the state you know I am a real country girl Sarah (laughs) and um you know Education completely changed my life. You know, the statistics you hear about Mississippi, they're real statistics, right? So I happen to be one of those little girls who grew up in a very rural part of the state, single mom who did not graduate from high school. By all means, you should not be talking to me. You know, you, you shouldn't be talking to a Dr. Nelson or a Dr. anybody. A matter of fact, statistics would show that I probably should be dead by now, according to the way that my life started. But, you know, it's just one of those things where, you know, you have to understand the power that you have and the power to change worlds, right? So back to the story. Okay, so I'm a junior in high school, and I had these educators who absolutely saw beyond my then to my now, if you will. And, you know, they pushed me. And my mom, although she did not graduate high school, she was adamant that she knew education was the thing that was going to empower me to live a completely different life. So she didn't know how to tell me what to do, but she was adamant that you better go do what those people at that schoolhouse are telling you. You're going to do your work. You're going to study, you know, all of those things. But my first trip outside of the state, I was representing the state of Mississippi at Indiana University. It was the Future Educators of America program by Delta Capital. So the first thing, you know, people are like, oh, my God, where are you from? You know, you talk so differently. And I knew that, um, you know, when you're outside of Rome, you're like, wait a minute. OK, I, I see. I feel the difference. And I think it was at that point that, honestly, I understood the power of I need to code switch. And for so much of my career, you know, I, you know, I practiced adjusting my voice to the point that you did not know what part of the United States I was from. You wouldn't know if I was this little black girl or this old white lady. Like, you would not know. But, you know, after a certain point, you know, you realize that I am impeding upon empowering someone else to understand that they could be just as great. You know, and so after a certain while, it's like, I got to let that go. I just got to show up who I am. This is LaQuanta. This is how I talk every day, all day, <laughs> whether I'm in the grocery store at the Piggly Wiggly. Okay, Sarah, we have Piggly Wigglies, okay? So whether I'm, in the, <laughs> whether I'm in the Piggly Wiggly or I'm at the state capitol talking to a senator ab- about funding education, you know, this is me. This is who you get all day, every day. I mean, I think it's very important that we show there is power in that. There is absolute power in who 
you are, you know, just showing up. We are created to be different. Like we are created. I, I don't shy away that I believe greatly that God is real and he takes good care of me. Right. He created me uniquely, fearfully and wonderfully. There is one of me. There's one of you. There's one of everyone. And so the quicker we can realize that, you know, I, I was created to be different. Why am I trying to blend in to other people's mold? No, you're created to be different. So do that. Be great. <laughs> be great being you, you know? <laughs> Absolutely. And there's so many follow-up questions that I have. And <laughs> one of the things that I wanted to say really quickly, because this is a series on women's voices, and you are hitting so perfectly this concept that, you know, it's hard to find our own voices. It's hard to be willing to use our voices because as you said, the social constructs can often pressure us into becoming something that we're truly not. And I would assume that most listeners, whether they're in the space of kind of living that unaligned life and they just feel this deep sense of dissonance on a constant basis, or if we have people that have much like you come into this space of being willing to be fiercely authentic, understand that it's not a one and done on finding that voice. <laughs> it evolves. Um, there's an evolution of you that's beautiful. And I can imagine that because you clearly are doing the work and willing to engage in that process of becoming fiercely authentic, that you're just going to continue down that path of finding that truest self that all of the layers can be peeled away from. Absolutely. I love the evolution of you, right? Hashtag evolution of you. That's so, so very important. You know, that you understand that there is power in growth, right? I don't want to be the same person today that I was yesterday, you know? And so, you know, when you're talking about alignment, like, how do you do that? People are scared to be alone, Sarah. Like, I think COVID-19 was like, um, it was tough because so many of us are so busy. We are so busy doing meaningful work and sometimes not. Okay. Sometimes we goof off and that's a great thing too, because you need the balance. So that's something else that's very important about being a woman and being in leadership. We carry so many hats that sometimes we lose that balance. So that's, that's very important as you're trying to evolve. You've got to have that balance, um, but we don't spend time alone. And so people ask me a lot of times, like, how, do you start that process? And I say, you learn how to sit alone. <laughs> I meditate. I start every day crisscross applesauce. Like that is real. Even days that I don't feel like it. I legit sit in silence, crisscross applesauce. I practice uh, meditation, mindfulness, because, you know, you got to keep knowing yourself because if you evolve, you change and you got to give yourself the grace and the space to do that. Um, but what do you like? You know, I, as a mother, I have a 10-year-old who's going on like 100. Like he's a really, <laughs> he's really a little granddaddy or great-granddaddy or something, right? In the process of being a mother, a spouse, uh, at the time, a principal, like you legit, if you are not intentional, there is no time for you. Because, you know, my number one mission in life is to be mom of the year. You know, I like, I desire to be the absolute best mother that I possibly can for this young man. And, you know, that takes a lot of hard work. <laughs> that by itself takes a lot of hard work. Then you add on the spouse piece. Oh my goodness, a lot of hard work. Then you add on the principal piece. Like, you know, it's just, life can be tough. And I think sometimes we don't always give ourselves the space to just 
you know, I'm a big Ayana fan to sit in that. Yes, it's hard. It is hard. I can acknowledge that. But I also then have to acknowledge that I can do hard things. Like I'm a Brene Brown fan. I just love her. Right. We can do hard things like we just because it hurts hard doesn't mean that it can't be done. And so I think making time for yourself is also hard. (laughs) But we must do it if we are going to be able to show up our most fiercely authentic self. Because if we don't know who we are, we don't know how to fill our own cup. If your cup is not filled, you cannot adequately and effectively pour into others. And we know women, I don't care what position you are. Like it's the nature of who we are. We take care of others. We pour into others, but we can't effectively do that if we aren't charged up ourselves. And so I think when you talk alignment, it's very important that we schedule those dates with ourselves. You know, uh, the other day I went to the beach. I had a picnic planned for me, like legit picnic. It started raining, Sarah. It started raining. Like, you know, the weather here, it's always beautiful. And then when it rains, it rains out of the blue and it only rains for a few minutes. And so I'm a black girl, Sarah. So that hair deal, you know, we stress it's a real deal (laughs) with the hair. But you know what I said, Sarah? I said, I am going to sit here in this rain and I am going to allow myself to be so in the moment that I am going to feel these raindrops and I am going to be grateful for the opportunity to feel and to hear, you know, life, life. And so it's doing those things and doing them as often as I can. And I encourage others to do the same that you are then equipped, you know, you're empowered to be able to stand more in who you are because you understand who you are. You're listening to yourself. (laughs) I think I was with you on that beach when you were describing it just for a minute, like this whole visual of deciding that you're going to be bold and have a picnic lunch by yourself for the love, (laughs) only to have it changed in context, right? But I loved hearing you say that you can just choose to get past all that, you know, even describing the context of your hair and all of the things and just saying, forget it. You know, this is a moment I'm alive. I'm breathing. This is beautiful. You know, that is something that is hard to do. And I have probably spoken a lot on the podcast of my own journey with that and hearing you reiterate and affirm for us that we have to become more in tune with ourselves so that we can love others well is just it can never be, it can be a message that can never be repeated enough. And I think too, and I, I think you've probably experienced the same thing. I've tried to do my own work in this space for a good long while. It's so interesting trying to assist others to do that when everybody has their own challenge. So as I was thinking about, okay, you're talking about this beach moment and there's this mindfulness and I'm going to make an assumption here that you and I are pretty similarly made um, because I'm listening to your, you know, optimism and all the things is, is so speaking to me and your energy is so high that I think a lot of times it's not hard for me to get a vision and get an idea and be excited about something coming in the future and do a lot of planning, the challenge is staying present and not getting bored with those details and in the moment. So I, I don't know if you struggle with that, but just hearing you say that is something that is an, you have to exercise your non-dominant hand to do that, where some people are just so stuck in the present, they, they struggle visioning, right? And so part of that is spending time for them learning how to see past today. 
Yes, you know? I think you know, what you're saying speaks to the power of we. Yeah. You know, and acknowledging like so the more I learn, the more I realize I know nothing. Right. <laughs> I am 10 years past a PhD. I have 20 years in, in this game. But every day, you know, there is a world inside of every world. Right. So like, just think instructional wise, like there is a whole world inside of education just for DI. Right. Just for differentiated instruction. There is a whole world inside of education for diversity, equity, and inclusion, right? And so inside of this world is another world. And inside of that world is another world, you know? And so it's like, oh, geez, I think I'm intelligent and I am intelligent and I think I'm the expert and I may be at this, but I am not at everything, okay? And so what I hear you, you know, what I hear right there and what to me is the power of collaboration. And I think people struggle with that, Sarah. <laughs> they struggle with that. I think it goes back to knowing that we're fearfully and wonderfully made and we're unique. And I have this amazing skill set and this amazing set of experiences. And I'm awesome. You know, it's taken me a long time to be able to say that and not cringe when I say it. Like, no, I'm awesome. But so are you. Because I shine does not negate your ability or take away from your ability to do the same. And so how amazing is it? When I shine, you shine, and then we shine together. Because clearly, I have some holes that possibly you can feel and vice versa. And I think so for me, because yes, I'm a major visionary, <laughs> um, but I'm also, I've learned to be a planner. I'm a major planner, and I've also learned to be a major visionary. And the two are not the same. It's like looking through a telescope, right? Visionary versus a microscope the planning day to day that has to be done to bring the vision to life. And so being able to switch in between the two is not always easy. <laughs> it's just not. But the more people that you have on board that understand uh, where we're going and what we're trying to do, you know, the more that people can help you fill in your gaps. And so that's, that's very important, but we've got to be vulnerable and say like, I'm awesome, but I don't know this. <laughs> I'm great at this, but not at that. And so, again, it all goes back to knowing exactly who you are and being able to stand in that. Like, I am perfectly imperfect or perfectly, you know, imperfect. Either way you want to look at it. Like, I'm great, but that doesn't mean that I have to know everything. And so leaning into the power of we and the power of, uh, you know, I was at an event yesterday. It's, they called it we. It was women empowerment. So I'm going to even plug that in, leaning into the power of we, right? Women empowerment, linking with a sister, you know, linking with a friend girl, a colleague that can lift you, can love you, right? And lead you because I desire to be led. I'm a leader, but I still need leading. <laughs> I genuinely believe that there is nothing more powerful than that type of collaboration. And, and I'll say it with women specifically, that ability to uplift one another is just so powerful. This podcast is a proud member of the Teach Better Podcast Network. Better today, better tomorrow, and the podcast to get you there. Explore more podcasts at www.teachbetterpodcastnetwork.com. Now let's get back to the episode. So I have so many things that I want to talk to you about, and but one of them is that I well, I'm curious. You said you're 10 years past your PhD. What did you study? What was your focus? So I was looking at the power of, you know, collective efficacy. 
understand, you know, what does that do inside of a math classroom? Like, what what does what does that look like for for the student, for the teacher, for the school? And you know, it's that. What does the team believe in the team? And that goes into the power of we. Like, what do you believe about your colleague and their ability to bring something of value to the table? You know, do you believe that we have what it takes to get the job done? You know, with your students, do you believe in them? Do you believe they have, you know, the fortitude to be able to press through hard tasks? And so, you know, collective efficacy is one of those things that, um, you know, there's so much research behind it. But even recently, you know, with John Hattie's work, I think invisible learning, there's been a light shed on it that, you know, people are starting to really lean into this idea of we are better together. We truly are. I think COVID-19 definitely helped us with that. We are better together. And it goes back to what we, we've been saying, though. You've got to know who you are and what you bring to the table. And I can honestly say, Sarah, the more I am clear on who I am, it empowers me to give others grace. Because like the more I'm honest with me, it's like, girl, some days you got it together and others you don't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I want that grace from others on my days that I am off, right? Yes. And so the more you are aware of that with you, the more like, you know what? She's having an off day. She needs some of my grace today. She needs grace. Um, and so the more we get to know ourselves, we then are empowered to make real connections with others. We are struggling with real authentic connections because we're struggling with ourselves, Sarah. <laughs> so the more we connect, you know, the more we're authentic with ourselves, we can make real connections with others. It's like, you know, when your baby's born and, you know, you have to go through and childproof the house. You have to put that plastic on top of the, the electrical prongs and stuff. Like you can't get a real connection there because the plastic is in the way. You know, and so it's that way with us when we aren't showing up our truest, authentic self. You got plastic on like it's foggy, like nobody, (laughs) nobody really can see and get the real true vibe because, you know, there's a blur. So we've got to take that blur off so that we can connect truly authentically with others. I really love that illustration. And also to add to this, thinking about this idea of having grace and referencing kind of where we're at currently. And I just yesterday was able to listen to a speaker about trauma um, sensitive schools and, you know, it's content that I've read and learned and, and all of these things, but kind of reimagining it in the space that you're talking about right now, it's, we can say until the end of the day, whether it's with students or staff that we really want to help one another self-actualize is kind of the way I look at it is getting everybody to that highest level of understanding and, and everything. But the, what are the plastic pieces in the way? Well, a lot of times, and especially in education, it can be this vicarious or secondary trauma that we're not addressing and we're ignoring because we're just plowing through because it's what we do. And, you know, like I'm married to an educator who has been in the classroom for, I think he's just finishing his 21st year in the same space, teaching hard content like social issues and war. And we're chatting about it afterward because I've seen things in him as well as I've faced my own challenges. But it's he's such a loyal, dedicated, get it done, do what you got to do grinder. And I know he's feeling this impact, but you have people in education that aren't having these conversations and acknowledging that, yeah, there's a compounding 
effect (laughs) that all of this is having on me. And until I'm ready to face it and heal and do what I need to do that works for me, I can't give my best. And I think that's a really huge challenge that I'm so grateful people like you are out there working hard to help uh, educators and organizations to get this work done so we can still keep digging in for our students. I could listen to you all day. I wanted to mention one thing to listeners. If you're not connected with Dr. LaQuanta, you need to be on Twitter. I just saw this video that you made on Tuesday, and I think it spoke so perfectly to the whole mission in this month's message because you were talking about, you know, get past those titles, right? And realize that you are yourself within that. And whether you're a principal or a mom, you're still LaQuanta. And so I don't know if you want to speak to that a little bit. Well, I think that we're trained to, you know, go higher. You know, you're trained to, okay, seek the promotion, seek the advancement, seek the, you know, the next thing. And too many times in the next thing, the more we go on to the next thing, we lose pieces of ourselves. If you aren't intentional about keeping you wholly intact, you begin to lose pieces of yourself and then you find yourself in a position and the position becomes you versus you bringing yourself to the position, you know? And so it's very important that you know exactly who you are and you attend to you. So again, that you could be your best self and make your most impact in those positions. I will also say the flip side of that, um, you know, the most effective leaders that I've ever seen in life, that I've ever had the privilege and pleasure to work with and for, were people that would get straight down in the dirty with us. You know, it's COVID-19. Listen, and it's not just me. It was a lot of us, Sarah. I was the janitor one day. Now I'm the principal. <laughs> I was the janitor. Like I was uh, taking the kids through the lunch line. Baby, what's your number? Click, click, click. You know, I was the teacher, which I've always remained a teacher. That's something that I'm going to plug that in there. If you are a principal, assistant principal, it's very important that you remain the teacher. I was intentional about, hey, you know, Miss Jones, can I come in and and co-teach with you today? Or, hey, how about you, you know, just giving them the opportunity to see me in action um, was very, very, it was twofold. It kept me sharp on what I needed to do to support them. And it helped them see that, hey, we're in this together. So, you know, sometimes you got to lose the title to get the job done. You know, and so many times we think we have our job descriptions and it says, you know, walk, talk, think this way. But look in front of you. You've got to practice that mindful. You've got to be in the moment right now in this very present moment. What is the need? What do my people need? You know, what is this school? What is this job? What does the corporation need? And is, is it within my power to do that? regardless of my title, right? And we know we have to always do things in order, right? Decency and in order. But if it's within my power to make a positive impact with the need, if I'm a boss, I must do it. (laughs) Mm. If I'm a boss, I must do it. Must. I love that because we have such negative connotations with the word boss until you start thinking about this beautiful acronym that you've created and it is so powerful. Yes. Okay. I just appreciate you so much. You Mm -hmm. have brought such value to this podcast episode and I am so grateful. You like my heart is pounding with the truths that you've been sharing with our community. It's reviving my spirit in a way that I just know is necessary for me right now. And I've got all of these 
wonderful ideas about how I want to continue to process this conversation for our community because I know that we all need this message right now and your timing is so perfect with what you're doing and just keep rocking your beautiful voice because it is so needed. Well, thank you so very much, Sarah. You know, I'm a I'm a fangirl. I'm a, I'm a fan of yours. So it has indeed been a pleasure to have the opportunity to to chat with you today. Well, we're not done yet. I have two of the standard questions that my audience always wants to know. Mm-hmm. And so I can't wait to hear these from you. Are you ready for them? I'm ready. Okay. So the first one is, if you could write a letter to yourself at any age or stage, what would you say? I think it's one sentence. You are different and you are supposed to be. Mm, that is so powerful. You are different and you are supposed to be. And you are supposed to be, you know, it's that whole be yourself, you know, be your, it's okay to color outside of the lines. As a matter of fact, it makes you happy to. So do it, do it well. <laughs> you know, you're different and you're supposed to be. I love that. And I think, well, I wanted to share with you before we came on, my daughter, it doesn't matter, but she, I was sharing with her your video, uh, the one that I just referenced on Tuesday. And it was fun to watch her just taking in your message. She's 11. And one of the things that she said, the first thing she said is, I love her voice. <laughs> well, listen, and so, you know, again, you just affirmed me, right? You just affirmed the 11th grade. I'm almost tearing up. You just affirmed the 11th grade girl who was her first time flying out of town a lot. Like, you know, it's one of those, I'm so serious. I'm tearing up over here. Thank you for that. You know, because again, it's one of those, I'm very aware. This girl is country. She is a, listen, and Sarah, if we ever meet and we're around the kitchen, I'm going to have to cook for you. Like, so there are perks to being a country girl. I'm a great cook. <laughs> I cannot wait for that. Seriously. And you said if, and, and my response was like, well, you mean when, right? <laughs> Thank you. You know, and so many times it just goes back to that. We think that people won't hear our, hear us, won't hear our message unless it is just this cookie cutter, almost robot. Can I tell you, if you really think about it, we almost are training ourselves to be robots. Like, no, we don't need that. AI is here, right? It's, it's, it's going to do that for us. But even more so with that, right? We need to uh, make sure that we're showing up authentically. Country. Whatever country. it is, right? Goofy, Piggly brain. Wiggly, right? All of that, okay. <laughs> I, I, yes, I love it so much. I'm so glad that spoke to you because I could. It, she's just such a beautiful. Um, and when she said it, I kind of felt something. So it was cool to hear, be able to circle back in. And I think that's a good reminder for us not to be afraid to say those things too, because I thought, well, will it come off as disingenuous when you literally said you were trying to own your voice and hear my kid talked about how she loved it. And I thought, no, we're planted these gems for a reason. We've got to spread them. Thank you. That was my gift, Sarah. Thank you. Oh, so good. Okay. So the next question is, uh, as a woman in leadership, if listeners find themselves in a pit of fear or doubt, what could you say to help them rise up out of it? So two part, I would say perfection is not required. Progression is. Okay. So too many times we put the pressure of perfection, you know, on us when we really should be giving ourselves the grace to grow. And so hashtag do it scared, right? Fear is honestly a negative outlook on what the future could be. 
that's the way I, I view fear is it's a, a negative outlook on what could possibly happen. I'm going to flip the switch every time, Sarah. Instead of what if, it's what if. <laughs> you know, what if this turns out well? What what if this is the thing that that helps this student grow? What if this is the thing that I finally connect with a reluctant teacher? Right? We have a reluctant adult learners too. We don't talk about that all the time, but <laughs> <laughs> sure do. What if, what if that's the thing? You know, so do it scared. It's okay. You know, hashtag fail forward. That's another one that's that's really big for me. Um, we are scared to to do something and not be good at it or to flop at it, right? Um, I love HGTV, right? Flip, the old flipper flops were my favorite, right? It, it's always going to be a flip or a flop every every time. But guess what? When they flop, they were like, okay, we're not going to do that again. We need to tweak this, right? So fail forward. It's okay to fail. It's what's the lesson? Take the lesson and you run forward. That's what you do. So again, just taking that pressure off to be perfect but then swapping that pressure for grace, grace to grow. So a lot of key points to take away from that. And I just wanted to mention, because I feel again, like the timing is so perfect. I was having a conversation with my colleague and uh, they were afforded, we were afforded uh, an opportunity to participate in a book study and it's called the twin thieves. I'm not reading the book. So let me just be clear. But my colleague was saying how the challenge and what's really speaking to her is this the twin thieves in our head are that we're afraid to fail and we're afraid of judgment. And you've touched on all of that today, but you've also reminded us that we don't have to live there. Those thieves don't need to steal from our light and to steal from us. So everybody's going to fail. Absolutely. And what does it matter what others think of us if we're living in alignment? Right. Yeah. So thank you. This is like, uh, I always say that there's a mission in the message of these podcasts. And I believe that Dr. LaQuanta, somebody's going to hear you when this message launches. They're going to hear you five years from now because the content is evergreen and it's going to land right when they need it. But I needed you today in this live interview and it landed right here for me. So I want to thank you for that. You are so welcome. Thank you for having me. Oh, you're such a gift. So I know that listeners are going to want to immediately follow you and engage with your content. Hopefully there's somebody out there that's like, we got to bring this lady in and be the boss in our organization. So would you share with the audience what the best way is to connect with you after the interview? Absolutely. So on Twitter, I am Dr. D-R-L-M Nelson. So again, it's Dr. L. M. Nelson on Twitter. On Facebook, it is at The Boss Educator. And then my website is www.bosseducator.com. And um, so there's information there. And then my email is contact at bosseducator.com. Awesome. Uh, As you know, listeners, we will be sure to link all of that right in the show notes. You can get right to her. And I just want to say one more time, I am deeply inspired by you. I would say in awe of your voice, Dr. LaQuanta, and just keep pushing. Thank you so much for what you do. I continue to be completely awe-inspired by every single guest on this podcast, and I am so grateful every time you choose to share, rate, review an episode. It matters so greatly to the mission and the message of our guests, and I appreciate every time you help one another rise by lifting up the message. Thank you so much, and I appreciate you being a part of this awe-inspiring community.